Well, good morning and welcome to the weekend. I'm Deb Ruggiero, host and creator of this public affairs show called Amazing Women, highlighting women of all ages and all walks of life who make a difference in the lives of others. Sometimes you can do a little thing like delivering a meal that can make such a difference in someone's day. Since 1969, Meals on Wheels has been delivering nutritious, home-delivered meals from Woonsocket to Westerly all across the state. They deliver over 1,200 meals a day, every day, to our seniors, veterans, neighbors, and family. My guest this morning is Megan Grady, the Executive Director of Meals on Wheels since 2019. Prior to that, Megan was the Chief Operating Officer at the YWCA Rhode Island for eight years. She's had leadership roles in the Providence Mayor's Office and with the American Heart Association. She's a lifelong Rhode Islander graduating with a master's from Roger Williams University. She lives in Barrington with her husband and daughter, Olympia, and I know her well. She is a bundle of energy in the nonprofit world. Good morning and welcome, Meg. Good morning, Deb. Thank you so much for this opportunity to come on the show. Oh, no, I think it's important. You know, Meals on Wheels is a name that I think everybody knows, but I'm not sure everybody knows how much you do for so many. So let's start out with the impact to our seniors, our veterans, and our neighbors. Thank you so much for asking, um, because obviously serving homebound clients is truly at the center of what we do. Um, For those people that may not be familiar with our home delivered meal program, It's a daily delivered meal that's accompanied by a life-saving safety check and an opportunity for socialization. We call that our more than a meal model. In 2020, we served 2,748 seniors statewide from Woonsocket to Westerly. We also served an additional 275,000 COVID-19 response meals And we're so proud to have interrupted without disruption during COVID-19, thanks to our volunteers who are delivery heroes. So just some quick math, how many meals do you serve in the course of a year? You know, a little more than 336,000 last year. Wow. Um, If you look at our number of meals that we serve each year, we serve meals on weekdays. So that's 250 days a year. And then we also serve an additional 10 holiday meals. So for instance, on Martin Luther King Day, the volunteer doesn't deliver the meal, but we make sure that you got that meal before the holiday. So you still Uh, have a meal to eat on that day. That's nice. That's great. So it is once a day, but it is more than a meal, right? Isn't it also a safety check and it's a way for someone to have a personal connection? Because as you said, many of them are homebound. Absolutely. Um, Meals on Wheels is a program helps seniors age in place. We help them stay in their homes, making sure that they are fed and healthy and safe. But it's that social interaction, that personal touch that really makes a difference for our clients. Mm -hmm. We receive notes almost every day from seniors, their loved ones, even the volunteers that say it was that smiling face, that caring person. Um, I got a beautiful letter last week from someone who was a volunteer in Tiverton that said that she had a special client on her um, route and she always went to her last. And when she got there, they sat down and they had a cup of tea together and they talked. Isn't that nice? And I bet that woman in that home looked forward to that cup of tea every single day. (laughs) So who is a typical, typical Meals on Wheels client? A typical Meals on Wheels client is someone who's homebound. 
that means that they're unable to leave their home without support. Um, you know, maybe if they go to a doctor's appointment, a loved one is comes there and they help them walk down the stairs and get into the car and get to the doctor's appointment. So they're not driving um, and they need help leaving their home independently. Mm-hmm. Typically, they're 60 or older. Now, there is a small group of people that we serve who are under 60, and that's because they have an approved waiver from DHS. That's the Department of Human Services. Mm -hmm. And they can't be participating in another program, adult daycare or a senior center program on the days that they're receiving the meals. And what does it cost for someone to receive a daily meal from Meals on Wheels? So there is no cost. And that's Uh something that's so special about our program. We benefit from federal funds, from state funds, from grants, foundations, private donors. What we do is we ask clients to make a suggested voluntary contribution towards the cost of their meal. That's $3 a meal, but it is by no means required, um, and it has no influence on whether Mm -hmm. or not you receive a meal. That's great. And I'm sure whatever that monthly cost is, it's way less expensive than the average monthly cost of someone being in a nursing home in Rhode Island, which is like $8,700 a month. And we all know as folks get older, they do want to age in place and be in their home. So if you're just tuning in, good morning and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Deborah Giro. Karen Kay is our producer and my guest is Meg Grady, the executive director at Meals on Wheels, eight years at the YWCA Rhode Island before that. So she has over 15 years progressive experience in nonprofit leadership. Are you having fun? It seems like you're having fun over there. So much fun. Um, You know, our seniors are great. Our team is incredible. Uh, You know, I mentioned earlier in the show, we operated without disruption during COVID-19. So mm. we think of us ourselves here as delivery heroes, going that extra mile for the state's members who need us most. <laughs> I know, and you, 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 you look at those delivery heroes. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is that and who can apply to be one? Well, we always need more volunteers here at Meals on Wheels. The majority of our meals are actually delivered by volunteers. And volunteers can sign up for a day a month, a day a week, or more if their schedule allows. What they would do is come here to Meals on Wheels in Providence, if they're in the Providence metro area, and pick up their route sheet and also their meals to deliver. Now, if they're down on a Quidnick Island or in northern Rhode Island, they would go to a centralized location there. We have great partners throughout the state. A volunteer route has you know, maybe 15, 20 homes on it. And you would go about that route and deliver the meal and the safety check and the opportunity for socialization. It takes about three hours. Um, we also work with group homes who are incredible at bringing smiles to our seniors' faces. And we've started to have more corporate partners who are adopting a route as an opportunity for their employees to do service as a part of their workday. That's great. Community service. I want to go back to something you said, Meg, that you get about 15 meals if you decide you want to deliver as a volunteer to your clients. Um, It takes three hours to deliver 15 meals. Did you just say that? Well, it depends on, you know, really the uniqueness of each situation. Um, We ask people to budget about three hours because you really never know what's going to happen. Um, You know, you could hit traffic. There could be a senior who maybe just needs an extra moment um, chatting Mm -hmm. a little bit more about their cat or maybe a memory they have from World War II. 
Um, sure. So it's about three hours. Um, you know, some are done in an hour and a half. Others, um, you know, for instance, that woman that had the cup of tea, hers was probably a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And as our volunteers learn their routes, they really start to learn how much time is required. Sure. And I'm sure too, you're delivering to the same 15 people, right? Every week. So you develop yes, a connection, so really a personal connection. It's a bond. Yeah, that that is really fabulous. We talked a little bit about COVID-19, you know, really impacting so many of our seniors. Many people felt the isolation of senior centers shutting down. Um, they had to stay at home. They had no, no choice. How did you keep Meals on Wheels operating during the pandemic? We really are so proud, first of all, that we mm-hmm. were able to operate without disruption. We wouldn't have been able to do it without several important groups, people, factors. The first is the leadership of our board of directors, Um, you know, individuals from the community that have subject matter expertise that supported us really taking this leap of faith. The second is that we had increased financial support from the Office of Healthy Aging. We benefited from funding from both the Family First Corona Response Act and then the CARES Act. So that was money that helped us pay for meals. Um, We had corporate sponsors, foundations, individuals that made a second donation to our work or a bigger donation than ever before. Mm. That was incredible. We had volunteers, right? When you think about a Meals on Wheels volunteer, it's typically a retired person that has had their career that's now giving back to the community. Those were exactly the people that would have increased, um, you know, like we were more worried about them in COVID-19. Sure. So those were the people that we were asking to stay home. We had over 500 volunteers step up, college students, retired nurses, retired firefighters, wow. anyone felt like they wanted to make a difference was calling us and we put those people to work. Now, do the volunteers, do they sign up to deliver meals one day a week or are you expecting them to do five days a week? One day a week um, week. or even one day a month if that's what their schedule allows. So there's great flexibility. Oh, so much flexibility. And it's really because our volunteer coordinator is absolutely fabulous. (laughs) There's an application, there's a handbook. And now there is a video webinar that people will be able to access on our website Hmm. where they can learn all about what it means to deliver meals on wheels. Um, And then they connect with our volunteer coordinator and she helps figure out the details. And that website is rimeals.org. You not only can learn more about Meals on Wheels, but you can also donate at that website. I remember going up to your distribution center every Monday morning in Providence to pick up meals and milk that I delivered to my local senior centers. And they turn around and they went out, you know, again, the the delivery heroes, as you said, they went out and would deliver uh, to so many seniors, a very, very well-run operation. Did you have to alter or expand your operations because of the pandemic? We had to alter and expand our operations multiple times. Mm. As more information became available from the Center for Disease Control and also the Department of Health locally, um, we ebbed and we flowed. So when we think back to March of 2020, our focus was continuing our services without disruption. That was our initial goal. Um, At that time, Face masks, right, were not something that were being widely utilized or promoted. There was no testing. There was no vaccine. 
at the very beginning, it was about monitoring your symptoms and practicing social distance and washing your hands. Right. As more information became available, face masks, um, you know, as things changed, we made that information available to our volunteers. We also made that information available to our seniors to help keep them safe. So we distributed to our seniors face masks because remember they're homebound. They can't sure. stop by Ocean State job lot and um, pick yeah. up masks. So we worked incredibly hard to keep everyone safe and to continue our services. Mission accomplished. <laughs> My guest this morning is Megan Grady, the executive director of Meals on Wheels. Amazing Women Rhode Island is now a podcast. You can subscribe for free on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all your favorite streaming services. And if you like our show, please leave us a review and help spread the word. I'm Deb Ruggiero. Karen Kay is our producer. And my guest this morning is Meg Grady, the executive director at Meals on Wheels. And she is a bundle of energy. Before this job, she spent eight years at the YWCA Rhode Island and has over 15 years in progressive experience in nonprofit leadership. You know, we talked about the pandemic uh, impacting Meals on Wheels uh, before our break. Uh, the good news, though, is, you know, we're moving forward now. The vaccine is so hopeful and many seniors have been vaccinated and probably returning to their senior centers, right, for socialization and lunch. So how will this impact your numbers in terms of serving meals or doesn't it? That's such a great question, because a lot of that information is still unknown. We are prepared to surge our service over the next few months to ensure that anyone who needs a meal receives a meal. Um, there are many individuals who maybe were driving prior to the pandemic, were attending their senior center, but now, you know, almost 18 months later might not feel comfortable doing that. So over the next few months, we have additional funding from our good friends at the Office of Healthy Aging to close those gaps and to ensure that anyone who can't return to a senior center as the senior centers reopen could receive a meal from Meals on Wheels if what if that's what they choose to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's important. I was looking at some of your um, your demographics. Uh, Ninety percent of your clients are over sixty five. 62% live alone and 62% are women. Mm. Interesting. I also noticed that 85% of your deliveries are to white people. How are you reaching out to the Hispanic community and people of color? I so appreciate you asking me that because as the demographics of our aging population changes, mm -hmm. we absolutely are working towards becoming prepared to serve not only an increased number of seniors, but to serve those seniors differently. We've had several networking calls um, with our partners at Higher Ground International, Progresso Latino, and the Center for Southeast Asians to better understand how we can serve culturally responsive meals, because meals are only as good as if they're eaten. Um, and so that means serving foods that are culturally responsive, having a volunteer workforce that represents the seniors we serve. And so we are continuing to work on our strategy to be more culturally responsive as an organization. And we look forward to achieving those goals. That's a great point that it needs to be culturally responsive because if you're, you know, serving meatloaf or corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day, an Asian American may not want that. And certainly a Hispanic person has different kind of cultural, you know, food is, is part of who we are. 
right? It's our culture. It's more than just sustenance. So having appropriate meals is, is critical. So is that, does that make it more expensive for you? You know, of course, um, the economics of a Meals on Wheels program really depends on scale. So the more meals you serve, right, the more affordable it is. Um, we have an excellent partner in our caterer, Trio Community Meals. Mm -hmm. They service Meals on Wheels nationwide. And what is extra special about Trio is that they actually produce culturally responsive menus. They are more expensive, but we are working hard here at Meals on Wheels to identify new funding and do more fundraising. So that's not a barrier. Yeah. Um, Trio Community Meals has an Asian menu. They have a Latino menu. And so we look forward to at minimum piloting those menus here in Rhode Island in the near future. Well, and to your point, it's economy of scale. So if you can bring in a different demography and have more people of color, more Hispanic, more Asian Americans, then it is certainly going to be worth your while to do that. And your second point too, which is important is it's really important to have volunteers that look like the people they're serving. Absolutely. Um, right now, one of the projects that we are undertaking is having all of our home delivered meal materials available in multiple languages. We're forming new partnerships, doing our recruitment differently. And these are all ways that we're going to be a stronger Meals on Wheels as we move into the future. So how can someone sign up for Meals on Wheels? You know, who's eligible and, and how does the home delivered meal program work for them? The best way to sign up for Meals on Wheels is by visiting our website, rimeals.org. On that website, there's a button in the upper right-hand corner. You can click that button. It says, Get Meals. And that's where you can make a referral or you can sign up yourself for Meals on Wheels. The qualifications are there, 60 and older, homebound, and not participating in another program. And we also post our menu so you can get a better idea of what the meals are that we serve. They all meet one third of a senior's dietary requirement. Hmm. If you're just joining us, good morning and welcome. I'm Deborah Giro chatting with Meg Grady, the executive director of Meals on Wheels. They serve 1,200 meals a day to our neighbors, friends, veterans, and seniors, over 335,000 annually. Um, let's talk a little bit, Meg, about how, because that's a lot of cooking, a lot of meals. <laughs> how is Meals on Wheels funded? We are funded through a variety of different sources. First and foremost, the Older Americans Act. That was passed by President Lyndon Johnson in 1972. There was an amendment to add a senior nutrition program. And that was the impetus for funding from the federal government for Meals on Wheels of Rhode Island. We also get funding from the state of Rhode Island. We benefit from a grant, um, a legislative grant that helps us fund our home delivered meal program. And we have relationships with healthcare providers. There are three health plans here in Rhode Island that actually reimburse us for the cost of their participants' meals. Hmm. And then last but not least, fundraising. Um, people don't know that we have a heavy fundraising goal of almost $600,000 each year. And that is that is supported by corporations, foundations, individuals, um, you know, people that every year will sponsor, um, you know, just a couple meals for a senior. Every little bit makes a difference. 
And you can make a little bit of a difference by going to the website. It's rimeals.org and donate. So Meg, tell us about the Capital Cafe program and the Senior Restaurant program. What is that? The Capital City Cafe program and our Senior Restaurant program are two programs that are being reintroduced over the next few months. Okay. They're congregate dining programs. Interesting. During COVID-19, when we couldn't dine together, we had to put those programs on pause. But here's the best part. No one went without a meal. We started delivering those meals to seniors' homes rather than having them join us and get nutrition education and socialization at a great place like the Martin DePores Center. Now that the public health environment is improving, it's time to bring those important in-person programs back. With social distance, with safety, with whatever the CDC is encouraging us to do, those protocols will be integrated into the programs They're all located in the city of Providence with the exception of one, our LGBT cafe that meets monthly right on the Providence Cranston line at um, a local church. Um, And so that's the one that's, you know, just right around the corner from our building. And that's all on your website. It's all on our website and the restaurant program information there too. We're Rhode Islanders. We love dining out. It's a voucher-based program for seniors to dine at local restaurants in their community. And we hope to add to it over the next year. I feel your passion for your work and the mission of Meals on Wheels. What keeps you up at night? We have an aging population here in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. So when I think about what my charge is as executive director of this multi-million dollar senior serving organization, it's how we prepare for the future now. Um, in the next 10 years, we're going to add 100,000 seniors to our population. In the next 20 years, one in four Rhode Islanders is going to be a senior. So my goal is that we do the hard work, the groundwork, the planning and the strategizing now. And when 2030 comes around, we're prepared to serve more seniors to help those people stay in their homes. How many people are on your waiting list now? We do not have a waiting list right now. So if you're listening and you know someone that could benefit from a home delivered meal, I ask you to make a referral. As more people choose to stay at home to age in place to try and avoid, um, you know, assisted living or nursing home stays, there's going to be more people that need Meals on Wheels. And that's the reason why right now we're working so hard around strategy and fundraising to be prepared for those numbers that are without a doubt going to increase. And food is such a part of who we are, our culture, but it's more than sustenance. It is that personal connection when someone literally goes up to the door and delivers that meal. Again, the website, rimeals.org. You can learn more about Meals on Wheels. You can make a donation. You can help a senior or a veteran. Thank you, Meg, for all the work you and your team does every single day. Thank you for your support. And also thank you for delivering meals during COVID-19 when we needed our (laughs) volunteers the most. It's my joy. I end each uh, show with a quote. And this one is from Leo Buscalia. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. 
So go turn a life around today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Dare to care. I'm Deb Ruggiero. Thanks for joining us. And you can listen online anytime to these interviews at my website, amazingwomenri.com. Amazing Women Rhode Island is now a podcast. You can subscribe for free on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all your favorite streaming services. And if you like our show, please leave us a review and help spread the word. I'm Deb Ruggiero, and thanks for listening.